everybody hi it's thanksgiving week already squeezer i find that hard to believe i know uh, i i love i love the memes where uh, it's like you know you're getting old when all you talk about is something i can't believe it's almost this holiday already <laughs> yeah um it was like uh i was kind of taking my time like oh thanksgiving it's like two weeks away and it's been two weeks away for um like the last like six weeks and it's been two weeks away for like the last like three days mm, yeah um, so i'm i am ill prepared well no i got all my cheeses now so i'm in good shape i just have to direct a football game Ooh. some of us work for a living squeezer yeah well I you're gonna to miss out this way this year too i ordered 25 denny's grand slam breakfasts for the crew i overheard that and i kind of was motherfucking my family after I opened that. <laughs> We're talking cheesy scrambled eggs, bacon, oh, sausage, pancakes, and home. Fr I sprung for the home fries, too. Oh, you're such a good boss. Yeah. And, Did um, you spring for the extra porta potties <laughs> Oh, you know, you know those guys are going to be comatose before you go on air, right? Well, last year I had Wawa turkey gobbler bowls. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that was a little worse for wear than. Yeah, that make you sleepy. Yeah, and it was kind of a pain because Wawa didn't start making them until we showed up. Oh, what the hell? They just wanted them to be fresh, you know. <laughs> Do they not realize who they're feeding? It doesn't need to be fresh. It doesn't even need to be edible. 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 Do you have that spare um, microwave, by the way? Uh, let me. I'll let me make a note. Because I, I gotta look for my turkey roaster. Might as well look for an extra microwave. If you don't have it, we'll just take the one from the green room. Just you know, because I have to pick the breakfasts yeah. up at six thirty, and they have to build their cameras. It'll be the fastest they've ever built cameras in their life. Wait, is that the one that I tried giving to everyone? And yeah. No one wanted it. So yeah. I threw it in the trash. Yeah. Oh, you threw it away. I might have. No, I wouldn't have done yeah, that. Yeah, I don't believe you to do that. Yeah. Uh, I kind of don't want shit lying around anymore. So let me look. I might have a little one over on the other side. Yeah, I, uh, so well, I could just take the one out of the green room. Or the I have, I have two sets of like serving chafe, uh, chafing bowl kind of things. Uh, if you wanna do a whole, you can do various cheese dips. Hmm, that'd be nice. Yeah. I was gonna try to do like my like my own Thanksgiving and certain. I was like, I don't have time for this shit. I called no. Went to Denny's. I called and they're like, we can't do that. We don't have time. The lady's like. Do it on the website. We can't say no. And I'm like, what? She's like, <laughs> do it on the website. We can't say no. I was like, oh, okay. So I did it on the website. They can't say no. Ah, look at you. Now they might everyone spit at every I... single one of them, but <laughs> I'm not eating them. So uh, how many did you get? Twenty five. That's crew of, gonna... crew of about twenty. So yeah, a couple extra for munch. You know, before he gets on yeah. that plane. <laughs> It'd be for the best. Just carbo-load him. Be like taking a Xanax. Yeah, he's just coming for setup and then leaving uh, to to go to Disney. 
Uh, I'd rather do a high school football game on Thanksgiving than go to Disney. Yeah, right. Uh, it is the oldest high school football rivalry in rivalry. the country. Uh, and I've done it probably almost all 20 years, 20-some years I've been yeah. working there. Uh, it's probably been... Uh, damn. I think I stopped doing it before I left. So uh, 15 years since I probably did that thing. It's been a while. And then uh, yeah. Friday, we've got football down. And uh, it's funny, I, uh, the PIAA said it was going to be at uh, Bishop O'Hara, and which is in Dunmore in Scranton. Mm-hmm. And if you watch The Office, there's an episode called uh, The Wake Palm and Palm Pack, Lake Palm and Palm Pack Princess, where they go on the booze cruise. Well, I'm sorry, the episode's called Booze Cruise. And they go on a booze cruise, and Jim brings Amy Adams' date, the purse girl. Yeah, and he, uh, um, Roy and Pam are sitting with them, and he's like, "You were a cheerleader at what school?" And she's like, "Bishop O'Hara." And he says, "I think he says piss slop who cares uh." <laughs> so I was kind of excited. I'm like, "Oh, we're going to piss slop who cares uh," and then they screwed <laughs> up. We're going to Cardinal O'Hara, which is in Philadelphia. That's oh, the other way. Yeah, the other way. So I, I all that to get a uh, an office reference almost, in. Almost had a six degrees of uh, office. office. Yeah. And um, then Saturday hockey. And you're working. I got you with me yeah, Saturday. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. yeah, I'm hosted. This is my first year. I get to host Thanksgiving. Uh, both days or just one day? No, no. Mom's uh, on Thanksgiving, and then I'm hosting the in-laws on Friday. I was given the choice, either uh, pack the kids up and travel with them or uh, cook Thanksgiving dinner. And cooking Thanksgiving dinner is easier than trying to cram two kids in a car and drive them an hour back and forth and keep them happy. So, <laughs> what are And you, I don't have to slow down my drinking. What are you making? What's your Thanksgiving dinner consist of? Uh, we got the turkey. Turkey? How are you cooking? Uh, What's your method of heat? Uh, I have a roaster. Oh, you just said that earlier, but that's yeah. that's kind of weak sauce for squeezer. You know what? It's uh, I'd expect you to, to be job to start smoking I'd... this whore for like four days ago. Yeah, well, it's it, the holiday season isn't the time for that. I already have that planned out like Marchish April. Um, I, did I thought it last year. So one of our vendors sent me three turkeys today. I never take them, so I told whoever yeah. they wanted to take them, and I assumed you were going to take all three of them to try a different air fryer. Cute. Tried. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you gave it to the giant turkey to delegate that. <laughs> No, I would thought you were gonna just try out various air fryer recipes every night. If they make a a big enough air fryer, instead of guys, I gotta get home. I'm gonna make some wings tonight. Guys, I gotta get home. I'm making a turkey tonight. (laughs) Then Don, you like turkey gravy, I think, more than turkey. So, which Uh, I do too. Yeah, it's delicious. Um, Yeah, I know. I'm going to uh, do one in the spring. I want to do a couple test runs with chickens first, um, and then I'll do, and then I'm the, I'm the smoke a whole turkey in the spring. I love, I do like smoked turkey. A lot of people don't because it just kind of tastes like ham, and it actually does. No matter what you do, it's always going to have a little rubbery texture to it too. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's um, what you get like at the Ren Fair, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah, and I they used to have them at uh, there was a place uh, up at Pocono at the racetrack. They had them, and I would just walk around. My, well, my dad's I, I, buddies would be laughing at, at me as I'm walking around with a giant fucking turkey leg like a fucking king. At Coca-Cola Park, you could get one at the Jandal stand, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think, did I do one once? I No, I went and they were, it was one of those like weird days where not everything was open. Um, Why is camera six like a... covered in turkey grease? <laughs> <laughs> Are they greasy, a turkey leg? Uh, they can get, they get a little sticky down the. I wouldn't even dare touch one of those things. Ah, oh, they're delicious. I'll get you one. <laughs> no, no, if you get me one. No, you're not going to eat it, so no. then I'll eat it. <laughs> it's like that, like that roast, roast chicken dinner you got at that barbecue place, and you had like two bites. You're like, I'm good, thank you. She's like, Do you want to take it with you? You're like, No, put it in the trash and make sure it's in front of starving children. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I'm thankful for. Uh so okay, so you're roasting the bird, which is yeah. weak sauce for squeezer, but it's fine. I got, I got other shit to do. What would you rather? Yeah, you know, fine. What would you rather have me do? I think a squeezer. If you're not smoking that thing, you're deep frying her. Uh, it that's I've never. That's one of the things I've never done it before, and I don't have the equipment to do it. We uh, Dougie and Jason and I were talking about that earlier. We would all like to try it, and I I think down the road it it'll happen, but. No, no, I'll, I'll stick to. All right, if that's, I'll just stick to the roasting for now. Don't worry, I am, I have it set because we did Thanksgiving last spring. Um, we kind of made up like our own fake family Thanksgiving because we didn't really have much of one last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm gonna do the same, but this time it'll be more of a picnic style Thanksgiving. Um. Maybe I'll do three all right, kinds don't, of don't stuff. get ahead of no, yourself. No. What? Do you, what? Uh, now, what? What are your sides? Uh, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, two kinds of stuffing. What are you? Uh, two kinds of stuffing. Uh, I make a sausage stuffing. It's my mother's recipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my mother-in-law is making her stuffing and bringing that because uh, my uh, father-in-law, and brother-in-law uh, enjoy hers, and it's a little consistency at the holidays. I assume you put sausage in everything, the cornbread, the mashed potatoes, the green bean casserole. <laughs> well, I, I do have uh, two pounds of smoked cheese stuffed kielbasa uh, as atta, an appetizer. Atta boy. Atta yeah, I got boy. that on the job. That was pretty. Like, I, we're, we're done fi- shooting a show. I, I'm going to say filming a show because it, you're allowed to, despite what some people like to say. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we got back and our gear we had stashed behind a curtain where like the safe is and like the money guy hangs out and, like overseeing everything. And I'm packing up my shit and I go, "Do you smell that?" And little Dave's like, "That smells like sausage." I'm like, "It does smell like sausage." And then the guy walks in. He's like, "Hey, uh, I got some uh, cheese stuffed kielbasa at that uh, smoked meat stand down there. There's a bag full of knives there. Help yourself." I'm like, "Okay." So I'm taking little slices. I'm like, you know what? Uh, we're good. We're off the clock. I'll be right back. So I went down and got the uh, a, two. Uh, I got a, a, a the regular cheese stuffed. I got their jalapeno cheese stuffed, and then I got a half a pound of smoked Cooper Sharp. Yeah, there we the go. The smoked Cooper Sharp was amazing. Uh, this the sample. I didn't. Op- I have not opened it yet. I'm saving it because if I even dare crack that thing. It's not going to be here for the holidays. So. <laughs> um, all right. So stuffing, mashed potatoes, 
Do you make sweet vegetables? Potatoes. Sweet potatoes. Do you make a vegetable? How do you make your sweet potatoes? Like covered in marshmallow and sugar? No, I don't. So I, <laughs> I asked Mrs. Squeezer how she would like them prepared, and I had a recipe for them. She goes, "Oh no, no, I want my boxed ones." So it's literally the frozen box of sweet potatoes. That's what she's had. That's what she wants. So that's what I will make her. Wait, I thought it was a can of sweet potatoes. It's a box. This one comes in a box, yeah. Is it like chunks and you put marshmallows on the top of it, right? I guess you can, yeah. I don't eat that shit. Um, I don't either. I'm not a sweet potato kind of guy. No, never mind. Uh, Do you make any vegetables or no? Uh, We're doing, uh, I think, peas and corn. Oh, so Maybe some carrots in there, too. So you just make, what are you Uh, making a bag of frozen mixed vegetables? (laughs) Yeah, oh, yeah, no, they're the fucking microwave bags, too. Shit, I don't have time for it. I'm gonna have little helpers in there trying to help, so it's easier to mm. do that shit. I wanted I wanted to go fresh green beans, and I like to roast my uh, asparagus in with uh, like some tomatoes and garlic in a pan. But uh, I was also shot down on those. She's like, no one's gonna eat those. I'm like, okay. Right. So yeah, I mean, yeah. truth hurts sometimes. Yeah, I'm like, but I think they're delicious. They're really good. Try it. Just a little olive oil. Uh, just take a whole tomato and just crush it in your hand and throw it in a pan with some garlic and then throw the asparagus in and just let it render down. It's amazing. Uh, well, it sounds like you have the. Make- and then we got and then we got biscuits to go along with uh, the uh, uh, all those other carbs. I was gonna do my mac and cheese, uh, but that got overridden too. I was told there's it's too much. Too much. Well, I can't agree with that. But that sounds like the makings of a good Thanksgiving. Time. What do you do? Me? Oh, what? I'm working. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're working. I thought you were going to do something afterwards. Yeah, we might. Well, I think we're going up to Enchantress's parents' house because they won't be out of town. But I'm off the hook for cooking. I, I, I cook oh. for Christmas. Ah, it's Christmas. I mixed. I get confused. Yeah, I cook for Christmas. So we'll talk uh, about that when the time comes. In the meantime, we should talk about comments because we got some if comments. If you want to uh, comment on our YouTube and subscribe, hit the little bell to get notifications when we go live. You could also um, give a thumbs up or a thumbs down, whatever you feel like. Thumbs up doesn't hurt my feelings as bad. Um, Out of the Box Media commented on last week's episode, I know this is Ghostbusters, but don't be ghosting me, line. Had me rolling. LOL. Thank you for the laugh. Did I say that to you? I don't remember. Don't be ghosting uh, me? Sounds like something I'd say. (laughs) Um, That was from Out of the Box Media. Thank you uh, for listening. Uh, On on Apple Podcasts, False Flag 1911 uh, gave us five stars with the title Squeezer's Hot Takes. I've been listening to the podcast for over a year now, and it's so great to be able to uh, relive old commercials, products, toys, and childhood nostalgia. But honestly, the main reason I keep coming back is the controversial, yet so brave, opinions of Squeezer. Case in, <laughs> case in point, on the 1994 video game episode in September, Squeezer's pick, the TIE Fighter game, sets off a Star Wars discussion. Squeezer states that if the Empire had only given the Ewoks Cheez-Its... They would have stabbed Han, Luke, and Leia with the spears, and it's game over. I couldn't stop laughing because it's so true. That's the reason I keep coming back. Keep those hot takes coming, Squeezer. The world needs them now more than ever. I agree. I speak truth to power. 
Um, so if you'd like to leave a comment and have it read on the air, uh, hopefully not shitting on me. Thank, thank you to Chasing Plastic, by the way. He says, gobble, gobble. Hope you boys have a happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for adorable sweet squeezer and RK's impressions. You guys uh-huh. rock. And thank you for all the retro you bring us. Thank you for being here live with us. Yes, um, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. I think everyone wants to hear our hot take, our true take, our spoiler-filled well, take on Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, okay. Where were you hoping we talk about? Uh, I thought we were going to talk about the duel, but I guess you're just a millennial looking at your phone on Facebook and didn't see it. <laughs> it took me like three seconds to figure out what you're talking about, the Ridley Scott. He's, you know what? He's a I am a fan, and you are a cranky old man. Shut the hell up. You don't even know. Here's my hot take. No one knows what the hell a millennial is. We are old. <laughs> right. You're talking about the wrong generation, pal. Goddamn, that movie did not look like I wanted to go to a theater and see and, it whatsoever. This is coming from me, okay? You know I like that kind of shit. You like Ridley Scott. You like boring I things. <laughs> I do like boring things. I my like Matt Damon problem, and Ben Affleck. My biggest problem with Dune, the latest incarnation of Dune was... They left out what could potentially have been a 30-minute dinner scene where they discussed local politics on Arrakis. That bummed me out. Oh, man. I was so looking forward to that. It was Imagine, imagine the dinner scene in the Apocalypse Now director's cut, but in space. No, thanks. Um, but, yeah, I read that. I'm like, the, the best is, too, I go through all the comments, and most people are like, I didn't know this movie existed. I didn't know it ex- existed, but I was like, wow, that's a... I, I, and me, I knew it existed, but I knew it existed, and I go, wow, I don't feel like seeing that. I, I like, knew it ex- I had no interest whatsoever. I knew it existed. Me. I knew it existed, and I also knew that it was a Fox Greenlit picture that Disney could care two flying fucks about and yeah. let it die in the vine. Uh, to go to Hulu, but um, you know, got you can't, you know, fucking stab the overlords, Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse. So you got to say, oh no, it wasn't their fault. It's millennials and their oh. cell phones. Damn it! Yeah, on Facebook and every <laughs> the comments are great. It's like either I've never seen it or I'm a millennial and I don't use Facebook. Yeah, Grandpa, just because you're on Facebook, uh, don't mean the rest of us are. Yeah, it's like and and just follow what Facebook tells them to do. I'm like, that's not us. We have Instagram for that. Um, we have uh, podcasts. Just, we, have we have Joe Rogan. Oh, and big up to the boys from Always Sunny in Philadelphia for dethroning Joe Rogan from the crown of a Spotify top podcast. I don't know if it's still the case, but they did it. And kudos. I downloaded it. I have not listened to it yet. I, it seems to it, it has the trimmings to become my favorite podcast. What's this? The boys from Always Sunny in Philadelphia started a podcast. Oh. They dethroned Joe Uh, Rogan. Competition, eh? (laughs) I think they're talking about their show, Squeezer. Not uh, not what we talk about, which is nonsense. Which I'm sure they talk about nonsense. Oh, I'm sure it's nothing but nonsense. But one of my favorite shows is uh, This is Important by the boys from Workaholics. I also like office girls uh, about the office i also like victory the podcast um about entourage so i like a lot of podcasts about the show so always sunny mm-hmm. in philadelphia with the boys 
from Always Sunny. Uh, it's called the Always Sunny Podcast with Charlie Day, Glenn Howard, and, and Rob McAlaw. I am. I just downloaded the uh, first episode now. So. Uh, oh, I shouldn't have told. I should not tell you about new things until I know you've gotten through your things. You've gotten through. Did you finish Station Eleven yet? I'm listening. Uh, I got like three hours left. <laughs> what you want? You want me to get it done, or you want me to sit there and read it and then peruse it back and forth while I go through the blocking in my head? Mm, no, that's true. I need someone to be- read it to me to keep it moving. Yeah, but I figured no, since stop. you're listening to it, you would have had it done already. It's like it's uh, fucking fifteen hours. Oh, okay. Yeah, I listen to it on my way in, my way out, and if I'm doing menial tasks where I don't have to concentrate or use music, I'll put it on. Mm. But it looks like it's still the top podcast, the dethroned the Joe Rogan Experience. So wow, you could go. Do I have do I- you can, on, do I, can I just use right. Apple Podcast or I have to do it on Spotify to like make it count? Spotify makes it count to dethrone Rogan. And if you want to get all your medical advice now, I believe now that they're number one, you have to listen to Always Sunny Boys. I'll, t- I'll take my advice from Charlie Day now, okay? Yes. Um, all right. Oh, it looks so. like it is only on Spotify. Oh, I just downloaded on my Apple Podcast app. Yep, you didn't download on the right one. The first episode is Charlie Has Cancer? Yeah, what's it called? I don't see it. The Always Sunny Podcast. The Always Sunny Podcast. I just typed in always, and it was the first thing that came up. Oh, yep, there it is. I had the wrong. I said it's Always Sunny, not the Always Sunny. I'll, I'll get it in. Uh, Have on. you seen every episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Uh, no. The first, like, how many seasons? And then there's just so much out there. Oh, I love it. I love that show. So and, then, I, and then I start to go back, and then I watch one or two, and I'm laughing. And I'm like, oh, I remember that funny, like, uh, oh. And then after Ghostbusters, I had to go back, and I just rewatched every episode of uh, Parks and Rec. Uh with Bobby Newport? With Bobby Newport, yeah. Okay, I was wondering where you're going with it. You just kind of froze. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was I'm like, did you watch every episode of Parks and Rec, or did you watch... I mean, mul- multiple times. That's why I don't get anything done. I, I am on the verge Rec, of finishing done, Thirty Rock my, like, 50th rewatch of Parks and Rec. Like, uh, I'm on I'm seeing season seven. Yeah. Ish, what's up? Um, do you kind of, do you skip season one sometimes just to get things I moving? I always skip season one. <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> I never watch season one. It's got to find its footing. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're talking finally about go- we're half hour into the show. Let's talk about Ghostbusters. Jeez, I thought we this gonna be right off the top. Spoilers abound. Yeah, if you don't want to hear it, let's go. We'll do about five six minutes and then. If we don't do five six minutes, I'll spend the rest of the time doing my impression of Roger Abbott talking naughty to Jessica. So you don't you're not going to miss anything. <laughs> so just skip forward like six minutes, and you won't miss anything. All right, what did you think, Squeezer? I absolutely loved it. I yeah, adored right. it. it. There's was no other wonderful. answer. Wonderful. It's great. It, it had no, It was. It had all the heart and charm and charisma and the humor and feel of a Ghostbusters movie. Uh, I have a different take. I don't oh. think it was anything like the first or second movie. 
No, and I don't say that in any bad way possible. Um, it was a completely different movie than the first movie, especially. Well, um, it was a completely different movie. But it didn't have the heart or feel. It was compl- The tone, everything was different. Well, and, the tone was different. Tone was absolutely... It was definitely darker. It, had, it was much scarier. Oh, I thought it was lighter. Really? I thought it was scarier. There was, like, no ghosts. Well, exactly. There's no shark in Jaws, and it's scary as shit. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't think the first one was scary, per se, but I didn't think this one either. I thought it was a lighter-toned... I thought it was more accessible to children, which is what the first one was to us in the 80s. It was very accessible. But... yeah. But I think this was even more accessible to modern kids and in a way that was really cool. And, and we, well, we had real Ghostbusters to hook us in this. You have you have Phoebe and podcast. I, I didn't think it was anything like a Ghostbusters movie. Really? Oh, I, yeah. I thought like uh, there was a, the humor. I thought it was quite witty and dry. I, I thought like, I didn't even think I don't even know if you can really call it a comedy. I mean, yeah, there's funny parts, but is it a comedy like the first movie? But neither, is, but not, no, no. Ghostbusters is the same way. No, Ghostbusters is a comedy through and through. That movie's a comedy. Uh, yeah, but it, it not, might, might not that... have meant to be. But putting letting Bill Murray be Bill Murray made it a comedy. Yeah. Well, letting Phoebe be Phoebe is. Uh... <laughs> Her joke stick was great. I loved it. And she is a movie star through and through. She's going to be huge if she keeps it up. And then, and Kevin Smith said it great. Like everyone's been trying to capture, like don't forget about capturing the lightning in a bottle of Ghostbusters. People have been trying to capture the Goonies lightning in a bottle. Mm -hmm. I, I Goonies doesn't hold up. If you rewatch it, in my opinion, I no, I agree. But I mean, this it's fun, I love it. This is a great adventure. Yes, and I like I was saying earlier, I don't. I'm not a fan of the children saving the day when, and maybe twelve is a bit of a stretch because, in you know, I, I know some twelve year olds and like, uh, well, I know some. To be fair, I know some thirty, forty year olds that aren't competent enough to do what they did. So. Fair point. Um, you have to you have to believe that if Egon at his age could create a backpack mounted particle nuclear particle accelerator, uh, sure. that his pro his his offspring's offspring is smart enough to do what she did at twelve. <laughs> and w- and with his help. With his help, yes. Um, no, I, I normally I I start to get a little like fucking kids doing things, but at no point did it bother me. No, and I, I think they were charming. I it allowed me. They were just so good. It allowed me to suspend the disbelief and have fun, like I'm supposed to. So I I I told this to Enchantress after, and I and her parents, but they haven't seen it. I said this, and I, I feel like Jason Reitman came up with this idea while watching Stranger Things, because <laughs> this had the Stranger Things effect to it. The reason why you watch that show and you think these kids. Like you, like you said, suspend disbelief and and go on the ride with these kids is because that formula works. And I felt like they took that formula and they aped a few. While Stranger Things, it's funny, like it's like the snake eating the tail. Stranger Things aped from, of course, Ghostbusters, aliens, so many alien, so many things. This aped from Stranger Things in so mm-hmm. many ways. Egon was like Will, like leading the way for them. The lights, the, even the sound effect of the lights. As, as he's showing her the way was very someone's going to be like well Stranger Things stole from Net- well whatever what you saw modern like I feel like 
I mean, the kid, the fact that fucking Mike from Stranger Things was cast in it, I really <laughs> think when he, it, Jason Reitman had to be somewhat influenced by Stranger Things. Sure. And which is not a bad thing at all, because Stranger no. Things is fucking phenomenal. And if yeah. you go, when we went in the Stranger Things store, all the Ghostbusters shit was for sale in it. So there's definitely a relationship there. Mm-hmm. The boys dress up like Ghostbusters in the second episode. There's a strange, there's a connection. And then, and then he, Jason Reitman took it. He's like, it worked in this formula and it was a cultural phenomenon. It can work for Ghostbusters. If they could be like, if they, these kids can dress up as Ghostbusters and, and capture the world's imagination in season two, this can work in a Ghostbusters picture. And it did. It was fucking great. But I don't think it was a, it was a lot. Everyone's like, it's the first movie rehashed. Uh, no. It had the same villains. No. Oh no! Don't take it that way. That no, no, I'm not I'm taking it that way. That. I'm not taking. I'm not saying you said that. I'm saying a lot of people said it's the same. That was a complaint. And that wasn't the case at all. But on the same token, well, it I was completely. Di- it used the same. Th- th- that whole attack on the nostalgia of it. Like my thing is, okay, should it not have proton packs then? Because the first movie had proton packs. Right. That's what. That's as far as. That's what I'm going. Like, it, yeah, they yeah. had a lot of nods and winks. But this wasn't like this was a completely different movie than the first two star and it tone everything. Yeah. But it was entertaining. It was hard. like Ghost watching Ghostbusters doesn't make you cry. Watching Ghostbusters yeah. after watching Ghostbusters 2 doesn't make you cry. Watching I Ghostbusters cry. Afterlife you're going to fucking shed a tear. It tugs at the heartstrings in a way that Ghostbusters but it was earned through the first two movies. You mm-hmm. you didn't have that, so I I felt like it was a completely different tone. Like, and I, I thought maybe that's what Jason Reitman was going for. Like, I can't make Ghostbusters again, like they did with two. I but I have to make a movie that could open the bridge to making many Ghostbusters movies. I felt like maybe this, we have a different definition of what tone means. I have the true definition of tone. Okay. What were you? What do you mean by tone? It feels like a Ghostbusters movie. Well, because it, it was a Ghostbusters movie. Yes. Well, there are movies titled Ghostbusters that don't feel like Ghostbusters movies. That's my point. Oh, you're trying to take a shot at the 2016 movie. I'm not taking a shot at it. I'm just saying when I saw that movie. Uh, okay, so you're saying like the, the cheap. I, it, it looked, and I don't say this in any disparaging yes. way at all, but it looked like a cheap movie. If you know anything about filmmaking... I will. I will say it disparagingly. It looked cheap. What the Ghostbusters Afterlife? Oh no 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 Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters twenty sixteen cost a hundred million more to make than Ghostbusters. And it looked worse. It didn't look worse. It looked slick. No, it did. It it looked and it, no, it looked it looked like a cartoon. It looked like they just did a bunch of CGI to make a bunch of crazy ghosts. This looked no, the, like the, the, there was I a team this... behind it that put a lot of heart. And creativity into the practice. See, I still refuse to say that the, the everything looked good in 2016. We don't have to bring something down to elevate something else, Squeezer. I'm not bringing it down. It was already down. I'm putting <laughs> it out. So, regardless of of that, uh, this movie, regardless, uh, Afterlife looked. If you if you know something about like production, it looked like an inexpensive movie. Like, oh, they they didn't cost them a lot to make this, and it, they didn't. It was 75 million dollars. And in modern times, that is unheard. They don't even waste 
$75 million to make movies anymore. They're like $100 That's million crazy. or more. Paul Rudd should have gotten at least 50 I agree. Uh, they didn't have a cast. Paul Rudd was their only name. I mean, the three cameo, four cameos, five cameos. But, mm-hmm. you know, this, they couldn't have been a lot of money for that. It was Paul Rudd who was carrying the load. The other, everyone else, maybe Mike from Stranger Things was the second highest paid person on the staff. But it was really a cast of nobodies um, who are no longer nobodies. And they shot it in Canada, fucking Calgary, for Oklahoma. The sets, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't anything too extravagant. There weren't a lot of ghosts. There weren't a lot of CGI. There were some practical effects that were great. But overall, this was, it was very, this, okay, the tone I could agree with Ghostbusters is there's not, there wasn't a lot of action, in which is why I like it. Yeah. Oh, no, it was, yeah, there was, when when I hear, I, I don't want full, to Full down. plot holes, though, just like regular Ghostbusters is. Well, sure, but right. there's ghosts. You can just do whatever they, I, I almost, I almost did laugh when the reveal like it, there was nothing epic about it, other than you hear, hear Bill Murray throw an insult off camera and then literally just cut to the three of them standing there. Yeah. <laughs> it was as, as as Deus ex machina as you can. So here's about the kids suddenly being able to do things. We we weren't given their full backstory, and I had the same problem when people were saying that. Uh, Ray was a Mary Sue in episode seven. Like you saw a little bit of her training. She was clearly trained to fight and kick ass. How is she a Mary Sue? You don't know her full background and what training Mm -hmm. she has. You don't, and you don't know if, if someone's telling a story and meant for you to not know, I want a more month or two, not know like what, like you don't know the, the, the extent of her intelligence or her, her uh, spectrumism. <laughs> I, my one of my favorite lines in the movie was when podcast said there were "Aren't you scared?" and she said uh, the stim overstimulation calmed me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like I get that, and I, I I love and normally I can't stand. There was that, did that, you pick up a big RK squeezer vibe between Phoebe oh and my podcast? God. Maybe that's why I loved it. <laughs> It was like a biopic. Uh, um, normally, def- oh, oh, normally the podcast kind of character so I would, hear would irk me. Um, but a, he was uh, so charming. Me. And so, like, because usually when they write something like a part like that, it's usually over the top and silly. That is what a 12-year-old that wants to do a podcast accent sounds like. Right. That's where the 38-year-old that does a podcast acts and sounds like. Some, someone was like, oh, man, the name was so stupid. I'm like, yeah, that's the point. I'm My name is Squeezer. Yeah. I'm 38 years old and do a podcast. He goes, she's like, why is your name podcast? He goes, because I want people to call me podcast. Yeah, that's okay. one. Can, can, I, can I be Derek? You tried. Didn't work. I did. <laughs> it lasted. I got shot down day one. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I got a big, um, RK squeezer vibe from you. I'm the Phoebe to yours podcast squeezer. No, of course. Yes. I'm the little autistic girl. (laughs) Yes. To your overbearing with facts and, um, I don't know how to describe him, but he was, I, I, I like those Sony headphones. 
Yes, and I liked favorites. his I liked his leather holster for his shotgun mic mm-hmm. on the on the pistol grip. It was uh, smart of him to be carrying that around, working in the mm-hmm. in elements rather than a uh, a standard handheld. Yeah, it's like, maybe it was just like they were recording Foley out there and like, oh shit, we need a podcast gimmick for him. And they just hand him. Yeah, the Foley the the field rig. Could have been. I'd like to think he wrote it, but could have been. Could have been. Yeah, no, no, he wrote it. It was, it was fantastic. But, I, but overall, I was like, this. It took. I think it took the franchise in a direction that, that, like, you could have just done a Ghostbusters three and had the three original and had the passing the torch, and had it been in New York City and had it been very tonally similar, to like joke after joke after joke, and, you know, not making you cry but laugh. Mm-hmm. very to the first two and okay and it could have been oscar like i had it could have been like oh this is what everyone was expecting but it wasn't what anyone was expecting although i did have egon's death and egon's family you did yeah and it but uh his his first generation not the third generation <laughs> or second generation yeah. not the third um well I, I i think you forget how much time might have passed that it has to be oh it's true yeah. that then um uh, uh, and and I'm interested to see where the the post credits stay till the end, the very yeah. very end, very very where end. where that takes us because this movie is making enough money off seventy five million dollars. It's made forty five in a pandemic and in just the states. So it looks like it, we got a winner. We got one, as Janine would have said. We got a winner on our hands. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see more Ghostbusters. Well, we're yeah. forty minutes into a show, Squeezer, and we yeah. haven't gotten started. I think we should. Do you have anything more to say? Should I start talking, doing Roger Abbott talking naughty to Jessica, so people know yeah. we're done? So people know there are transition, even though you said six minutes and that was ten minutes ago. Leave, Jessica. Look at my fairy rabbit cock. I gotta draw a picture for of it for you. <laughs> With Marvin and Acme disappearing, reappearing ink. <laughs> were you doing that to yourself at the theater at the end of the movie when you were crying and you're doing anything to allow emotion to come through? <laughs> I said I was having an allergy what, attack. What is this? <laughs> Moisture, my. No, someone. My eyes. Someone wrote, and I. I don't have the. Wherewithal do it because I don't even know all the impressions I do. Like, can you do all your impressions in one show? I'm like, ugh, I don't, I don't know if I could put people through that. But a lot of love for Doctor Evil. Even though I think when I do Doctor Evil, if I do anything outside the norm, Squeezer, I, I feel like I ritualistically go off topic and lose it really quick. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you tell me. Yeah, if if you're not doing Doctor Evil. Yeah, I lose it. I, I, you just it just goes away. Um, I haven't done Roger in a while though, so that's no, one. I, I like Roger. Yeah. Jessica, let me love my faith in those big cartoon titties. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. Ro- Roger to get like, with Jessica Rabbit, he has to be a pervert on some level, and that has to be why oh, she clearly. likes him. Wouldn't, wouldn't you? Jessica, are you gonna strap on your sparkly dildo and shove it up my rabbit asshole? 
Well, I don't know if we're going to go that far. I mean, this was a family show, but... Uh... I said was. First episode was clean. <laughs> I mean, then we realized it wasn't possible. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that's that's Ghostbusters. We're done. We'll t- yeah. We're ready to be thankful for things. And again, this is our fifth year of being thankful. We're fifth year of doing the Rad Years podcast, and we haven't given up as much as people no. wanted us to. We persevered. <laughs> Out of spite. Out of spite for those who want us Out to give up. Out of vindictiveness. Vindictive. Out of uh, that last person who was about to hit subscribe then heard me talking about Jessica's big gold cartoon titties and said, no more. <laughs> nope. And then two more people signed up. I'm done. Uh, so we are thankful. I went first last week in Ghostbusters talk. Squeezer, this week, you go first. Here is your first thing you're thankful for in Thankful 5. My guest, Leonard Malton, is the absolute guru of films. His book this year, Leonard Malton's Movie Guide, 2013 edition. And uh, it's the modern era because... Why, Leonard? Well, Connie, I've been doing this book so many years, and it's gotten thicker and thicker and thicker. That book is 640 pages. <laughs> and it weighs a bit. It weighs a bit. And I thought uh, it was Grogu, not space, Grogu. So we started a spin-off book called Leonard Malton's Classic Movie Guide. Ah, that, that interview goes on for 35 minutes. It's something to go to sleep to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it also you can go to sleep to just perusing the thousands upon thousands of pages of Leonard Malton's movie guide. Fuck Leonard Malton. Um, well, look, I like to say fuck all movie critics, and I like to think that uh, I will the say world fuck all movie critics, yeah. And has made it very clear fuck you, movie critics. You have, you are done. You have, you serve no purpose. Try to review bomb that My, gorgeous movie. Ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I don't think they were review bombing it. I think they're just being assholes. Oh, they're absolutely. Oh, because I read, I found the meanest ones to read, and apparently you and I are uncultured assholes. Like I, that's which true. Is true. <laughs> but um, uh, oh yeah, we're awful people for liking this movie. That that there is there's well, no heart. You could have no stopped story. that. We're awful people. We are awful people too. All right, but, that, but yeah, there's no on. heart, no story. Uh, it's a bunch of nostalgic callbacks, which it's not. Like, it's not at all. It's, it's there, but it works. It's woven in the story because it's canon. There's a world that exists. You have to reference these things. Anywho, when they pulled the so, crunch wrapper out, I was I, oh yeah, I, I love like, that uh, nice little uh, nice little nod. Yeah. Um, you you've earned it. Yep, you've heard Um, but yes, uh, at, there was a time where not necessarily movie critics, but at least uh, Leonard Malton served a purpose not just reviewing the movie, but in just providing the information of said movie. Because believe it or not, there was a time before the internet where there was no internet, and. If you wanted information on the movie, you had to get one of these movie guides. 
Like, or you could just have all every movie ever and just read the back. You no, know. yeah, you go to Blockbuster uh, and you read the back of all the boxes. Yeah, That's but if you had the this gloriousness of thousands upon thousands of pages of information regarding the movie, you had a little syllabus, uh, and then you also had like your directors, actors, information, stuff like that. The real basic front page shit that is on IMDb <laughs> now. Um, and there was a time where these books is, are all you had. And I would just peruse just page after page and just look through movies and just study them. Um, and occasionally, you, studied, you, know, you, you studied the blurbs? <laughs> yes, that's what I did. That is what I did. Um, what would you study? And, what? What would you study? Like, I would just read them. I'm like, oh, and then I would like, oh, that guy is in that movie. And then I noticed, oh, that guy was in the same movie or directed that movie. You're trying to get really good at Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Very good. And that's why I'm pretty good at, like, the Jeopardy shit at the bar, you know, or Trivia Night. Because I I memorize random dumb shit. I'm really good at that thing you do at the place (laughs) we go to. What's it called? Um... You also had the video movie guide, you know, if you didn't want to shell out the money for the uh, Leonard Moulton stuff. But, um, yeah, there was a time without I, – I find it almost hard to conceive, like, how we managed without either Wikipedia or IMDb to have that reference. Like, the amount of work you would have to do I didn't have if that. we were to do this podcast now. Oh, well. Which requires no work. <laughs> right. Just regurgitate what I see. All right, what are we what are we working on? Yeah, you call up a couple of Wikipedia pages. You would just have to like put post its in your Leonard Malton guide. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like, oh, this man directed it. It uh, it, it was a bomb. And there'd be yeah, far. He would... The shows would be quicker because it'd be far less stuff to regurgitate oh. from Wikipedia so yeah I, can, I can't just read off the you didn't have like a little trivia section for each movie that I can just read off well that's IMDB uh, um, but yeah um but yeah it was uh it was my go-to I had got one it was one of those things where I got it every year for Christmas it became my uh my thing that uh, I got like I knew it was coming um and I would just have a stack of them, and it, it kind of, and you would save them, and you would go back, and I would read old ones, but the old ones had the same movies that the new ones had, um, and they only added like they didn't add everything. That's the other thing, new, like every independent release is in there, is out there as well now. Like you had to go through his process, so like he only added like three hundred movies a year to the book there was a time where he stopped um there used to be like made for tv movies uh direct to video movies but then they had to stop doing that because like they were making too many they couldn't keep up and the book would just get longer and longer and that's why in this clip he mentions that he broke the book up and basically got rid of everything that doesn't matter before 1965 kept the classics but um like, if you wanted to read about Gone with the Wind, yeah, there's a little Gone with the Wind right up in there. But pretty much anything else is just in another book that doesn't need to be updated every year because they're running out of room. Uh, funny enough, 
there weren't that many interviews after 2013 because 2014 was the last year that they published the book. They kept uh, publishing that fucking brick until 2014? Yeah. That interview was from 2013. Good God. Yeah. Oh, and it was a brick. Yeah. It was thick. You can hurt someone with that. Yeah, it's how you... you you put it up before someone's head to shoot them, you scare them with. Oh, you made it to fucking uh, Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> Next time oh. you won't be so lucky. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to do my own, gonna do our own buddy cop movie where they uh, tortured a guy and instead of using a phone book, they beat him with a Leonard Moulton movie guide. Or they just read it to him. <laughs> or they Or they make him <laughs> study it. <laughs> Study this Lennon Martin movie movie guide. Regurgitate it. What's there verbatim. to study? It's just it's just blurbs. Study it. I know. But I did. I would just sit there and read the Leonard Martin movie guide. Hey boss, don't you think we could beat this guy with the book? It's this is gonna hurt a lot more, trust me. In the end, he's gonna be glad. He's gonna be begging for us to beat him with this book. It was a good read. All right. Um, my, <laughs> you keep in the toilet with you. Oh, it was go to. I uh, felt like this is that's where you did most of your studying. I'm pretty sure that's what I was reading when I got hired. <laughs> I, I was sitting on the toilet reading Leonard Moulton's movie guide, and some fat asshole called me up and offered me a job. I'll be damned. Good thing. All right, moving on to my first pick uh, from uh, the 1989 Thanksgiving, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. First city of the Marvel Comics universe comes to life right out of the comic books. The metropolis looms over the parade here. There's the eerie house of Doctor Strange with his explosive underground lab. Another force of doom. Doctor Doom is lurking, but we know that the Incredible Hulk and Wonder Woman are going to triumph. Captain America, this fantasy float is furnished by Marvel Comics, and the leading lady of the Marvel Universe is Melba Moore, who's just holding out for a hero. Hulk and Wonder Woman, you and me. Yeah. So, if the 1989, I remember, I, I don't know what I said on the show before, whether I liked or didn't like the Macy's Day Parade. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest with the squeezer here on the show. I mm-hmm. didn't, I, my mom always watched it. I didn't give a flying fuck about it, really. I, but I, I always wound up watching it because it was on. Did you wait for your one or two moments to shine like this? No, I'll tell you why. <laughs> 
Oh, because Wonder Woman on the marble floater. Yeah, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, and Willard <laughs> Scott calling her out for it is the fucking best part of it. <laughs> so, um, this is Melba Moore singing. Uh, okay, let's start with, if you want to hear more about the 1989 uh, Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade, Purple Stuff dropped theirs today, and they're going. They go over the whole parade, so they take more in depth. I was like, "Oh shit, I'm talking," and they talk about this too. But they talk about it with admiration, unlike me, who in 1989 <laughs> could give three to five flying fucks about the Marvel universe. Is that your Leonard Maltin review? Yes, I was more interested. And when I heard this, okay, so the only reason I was watching the '89 parade and paying into it is because Alf was kind of like the co-host. With Willard Scott, who just passed away this year, and what the fuck was that woman's name? Deborah Norville was host. She was the one who who said, um, uh, "Wonder Woman and Hulk." And, and Willard Scott's like, "Huh, Wonder Woman and Hulk? Interesting." <laughs> Wonder Woman is nowhere to be found on this float because she's because it's a Marvel float, <laughs> right? And following the Marvel float, of course, is the giant Spider-Man balloon. And I just started getting into Spider-Man comics a bit, but I only collected Batman comics. This was 1989. I only collected Batman comic books. Over the summer, the biggest Batman movie in the history of the world came out, and all I cared about was Batman. I only read Batman comic books. We went to the comic book store. I only collected comic books. I only buy a Superman or Justice League or Wonder Woman or Flash book if Batman was in it. I did not give a fuck about anything but Batman. It wouldn't be until another two years when Jim Lee's Uncanny X-Men number one came out that I became the biggest X-Men and then Spider-Man fan subsequently with Todd McFarlane's run. Uh, drawing uh, the Spider-Man. That everyone got into Spider-Man. Um, but this float was a pretty funny and I got excited when it came on. You're like, I thought you just said you didn't give a shit about the Marvel Universe. No, squeeze. I believe it was three to five flying fucks. Right. I saw this, like, weak, skinny, gangly Captain America and this guy in red with two Ds on his shirt who I had no fucking clue who he was. Uh, I really didn't know. Mo I knew Captain America. and I didn't know really who anyone else on this float was. Can you see, like, um, uh, fucking, what's his name? Green Goblin, Magneto. Uh, the Incredible Hulk, Wolverine, Doctor Strange, they're all, and they're all, like, like doing stage. But Melba Moore was on this float singing. Um, I think the song is called I Need a Hero. But that makes me think it's not called I Need a Hero. This was the same year that uh, I think Fred Travelina was, appeared as the Joker on a float, too. Uh, which was pretty cool. But Alf was hosting. Um, I'm looking for... Mel Bomber. I need a hero. It's called... God damn it. They just don't... Is it holding out for a hero? Holding out for a is hero. It's originally Bonnie Tyler. Yes. Holding out for a hero. Yes. But she, Melba Moore sings it on this float. She's a Broadway yeah. actor. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't know who the hell that is. Yes. She she was, because she's being flung around on here. You know, they never have the person who sings it. No. Bonnie Tyler holding out for a hero. 
I heard this song come on, and I assumed Johnny Five was going to come up on the float. Because at the end of Short Circuit <laughs> 2, Johnny yeah. Five has his big comeback scene to this song, Holding That's Out for I a Hero. I also know it from the end of a great movie starring John Candy called Who's Harry Crumb? I Got a Black Bell Nikito. Oh, yeah. And The Boots to Match. But I, I saw both of those movies, and I, I didn't get that songs were just songs. I assumed I heard the song, Johnny Five was going to show up. And like Johnny, like I assumed it was like WWF when you hear their theme song, the fucking <laughs> hero's gonna hit the fucking stage. So I was like, Dad, where's Johnny Five? Where's Ryan? What the hell are you talking about? Johnny Five, this is the, the Spider-Man, not Johnny Five. He's not in the parade this year. But I was just waiting for Johnny. I didn't care a shit who these Marvel guys were. I just wanted Johnny Five to show up. Left disappointed. Yes, mm. Melba Moore was the Broadway singer. Uh, Bonnie Tyler holding out for a hero. That's I knew the song wasn't called I Need a Hero. That's what was confusing me, Squeezer. I got you. Um, but yes, I know it from two movies, two of my favorite movies, Short Circuit 2 and Who's Harry Crumb. One of my favorite scenes in Who's Harry Crumb is when he's counting, they bring the money for the ransom and he's like, f- like flipping through it like all there. Like to his ear, all there. And the one actor, actor, the one woman who's a cop, who's kind of like a butch woman, she's like, oh, give me a break. He picks up and goes, one short. And she goes, come on. Are we seriously listening to this? And he throws it at her and goes, count it, butch. And it's one short. <laughs> I, I love that movie. Great movie. If you've never seen Who's Harry Crumb? One of John Candy's finest. I know people hate it, but they also hate Short Circuit too, and that's a fucking great movie. Mr. Johnny Five. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm only impersonating another white guy impersonating in it. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yes, it's social commentary. Mm-hmm. Mr. Johnny day. Five, you cannot go out onto the streets. But there's input. Oscar's my friend. All right, that's enough of that. Here's your second pick, Squeezer. The book, Bundy. The book. Yeah, uh, maybe it could be. Uh... <laughs> oh, here it is. So I paid a little fine. I apologize. That was it. Oh, see, Al, you were worried over nothing. Yep, you're right, kids. Let this be a lesson. You can't do wrong doing right. <laughs> on the darker side of the news, surveillance cameras in the Oakwood Library caught the man with the most overdue book in the city <laughs> As he takes the little engine that could back on the shelf to avoid paying the fine. Watch carefully in slow motion as he grabs the librarian, then flips the book back on the shelf. So take a good look at this man. He's been identified as Chicago's own Al Bundy. In this reporter's opinion, a true piece of human garbage. <laughs> <laughs> they shit on Al so bad in this show. <laughs> That's what we need more hot takes like that. If more reporters, more news anchors just started calling people hot garbage on TV, uh-huh, maybe I'd start watching the news more. Well, you don't have to watch the news. You just have to watch the... And I say this with air quotes, news channels, and you get those kind of hot takes. Oh, okay. Yeah, but no one actually says hot garbage. That's true. 
Yeah, I want. I need hot garbage. I need true insults. <laughs> um, oh yeah, so we're staying on the movie train here. Uh, we're taking a train. I'm sitting at home. I'm perusing the Leonard movie guide. I'm like, you know what? I need a movie, mom. So let's go to the library. Because for the longest time, uh, we had we didn't have a blockbuster yet. We had the mom and pop shop where it's a pillow window now, um, and we didn't uh, we weren't rolling in the dough. So the next best thing is uh, if you want to rent a movie, you go to the library. Oh, and by the way, you get it for like a week, um, versus like the two days or two nights or whatever that you used to get it for. Mm. Um, Granted, they were beat to absolute shit, um, but they came in these fun, really hard plastic container shells, almost like, like they came in a box that, like, you're when you would ha- get like a video game from Toys R Us, like from like behind the cage, in that like plastic canister that they would then have to use that piece of equipment to like unlock it from. Yeah, like it basically came in that, but you can open it. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, this was the first, uh, time I saw my, my first Star Wars movie was actually Empire Strikes Back. And I got it from the Whitehall library, uh, where we rented it. And after playing with the tracking for quite a bit and finally getting there, um, I was introduced to the ice world of Hoth. And man, was it snowy. Um... The wear and tear on that tape does not fare well with bright white scenes. Mm. Uh, it was barely viewable. You could barely make it out. Like it, it almost looked like watching you were watching scrambled porn. Um, you were just seeing like the the washed out outlines of figures on screen. Um, but that's how I watched most of my movies, and it was all free. Now, granted, you know my parents paid taxes, so I paid for those movies. Uh, but that was for the longest time, uh, up until Blockbuster came around, because my mom didn't like going to that. Uh, maybe it was because there was a porno in the corner. Um, but um, yeah, we would go to the library, and that's where we would get we in all our movies early on. I remember was going to the library, and there was they didn't have a lot. We never did. Great... For as cheap as my parents were, we my, for some reason we got books from the library. We never got tapes. What about microfiche? No, no, that would. You didn't fun. sit there and just load it up and just scroll through newspapers. No. Yeah, I was a weird kid, I guess. Maybe I was. Maybe I am the Phoebe. Yeah, we all have a little bit of Phoebe in us. Oh, and what made it even sweeter? I walk into the movie theater, and you know, I go by myself, and the whole time my mom's like, "Oh, well, who are you going with?" I'm like, "Me." I'm just going to go sit down and watch a movie. Like, I don't need to talk to anyone. But I walk in, and I hear, Derek! I'm like, what the hell? And I look, and there is my dearest, uh, longest friend, Kevin, standing there. Actually, I didn't even see him. I saw his mom hmm. and his aunt. And I see his brother and him and his kid and his wife. I'm like, oh, they're there. And then his twin brother, Matt. Like, the, the Kevin and Matt of the Rad Years Squeezer fame. Uh, so many stories. come. They were there in the theater. And they had tickets for their seats. Now, granted, they're, you know, it's assigned seats, which makes it so much sweeter there. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I, I sat down. I was hanging out with them before the movie, and then people came, kicked me out, and I went to my the one broken seat in the whole theater where I sat. But it was fun seeing it with them because they were the biggest Ghostbuster fans too growing up. Like, we would play it all the time. Um, they had the cool... What was the uh, the Volkswagen car toy turned into the Mantis? Oh, it was the Ecto-3, I think. Ecto-3. They had that. That thing was pretty sweet. I also, have the, they I converted have their Dodge Shop Vac into a sweet-ass like, ghost vacuum um, proton pack kind of thing. And we would just go hunt ghosts with the shop vac in their unfinished basement. No, the three was the thing with the two fly swatters. Which was the helicopter one. 2A, I believe. 2A. It was like the, the thing, like the, the gyrocopter that the guy in yeah. Mad Max had. Uh, RGB Kenner vehicles. Okay, keep going. I'll, I'll search this for you. Um, thank you. But yeah, anyway, uh, uh, I dare want to say I might have re- even rented uh, Ghostbusters from there as well. I think we might have rented Police Academy uh, f- five. Might have rented City Under Siege from there too. Um, but they're, they had a, a, a mediocre selection, and. You would go back and rent the same couple movies over and over again. And even though I knew I couldn't watch Star Wars. Um, oh, the Highway it. Haunter, it was called. Yeah. I had yeah, this. Yeah, they had that. That yeah. thing was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, still, my, my fondest memory, though, is busting The Ecto-2 was the helicopter. Okay. And the Ecto-3 was the fly swatter thing. Ecto-1 is still the finest car toy ever produced. I know. I have two of them. Yeah. It's a work of art. I bought the re-releases and they kept them in the box. Nice. Um, but yeah, they would Don't they would why. be on these like uh tower like these spindles. Uh and like kind of like uh like you would get your sunglasses off of. Yes. And all your tapes were in there and you would just kind of spin them around and pick a tape and No, I've uh, seen them, but we weren't allowed to get them yeah. for some reason. They were free. I think my dad was worried they'd ruin his VCR. Oh. It's going to ruin the heads. What? Yeah. No, I didn't do anything. Oh, these are going to ruin the heads of my VCR. I don't need <clears> to... <throat> Why would it ruin the heads in the VCR? People just putting sandpaper in. Like, they take their belt sander and, like, replace the tape with. I don't know. I, I don't know. Ah, maybe. He's smarter than me. So. Is he? When it comes to things like that, probably. Okay. Well, yep. I did meet a. I, I wanted to talk to him. I did meet a ham radio operator while I was out on the job uh, the other day too. Oh, what were his calls? Um, did he did he know me? Uh, I I should have asked. I I almost wanted to. I'm like, oh, what are your caller? He was um very concerned because he's from the Philadelphia area and wanted to know why he no longer gets uh PBS 39 down there. And I explained to him that I do not work for them, and he didn't take that as a adequate answer so he continued on i'm like well you know what i know they made a oh, so you sold off so this guy was a little bit like phoebe from uh <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, right. uh we had, i got some b-roll of him he made the final cut on the show i'm like hey dave the pbs guy made it um but 
I'm like, well, I think they sold off a bunch of their bandwidth, and uh, that might be why you're not getting them in Philadelphia anymore. He's like, yeah, but I'm not getting them in Philadelphia anymore. I'm like, yes, sir. You see, I just explained this to you. Uh, he was old, uh, and I let it go. But you also have your own PBS down there. I don't know why you need another PBS. You should have blamed the communists. Same thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the communists. Yeah. Uh, Although I'm, I'm pretty sure he, because he, then he said something like, "Cause I'm trying to get it taken off the air," so I'm pretty sure he's trying to like get PBS taken off the air, but they oh, were taken off. Maybe the air. he's one of those. Uh, uh, they, they're pissed at Big Bird for taking the shot. Maybe, <laughs> but he's trying to get PBS taken Fuck off. Fuck you, but Big at- Bird. You and your <laughs> queer Burton Ernie buddies aren't gonna fucking. You're a little homeless pal. I'm going to hang around on my street anymore. Um, but yeah, it seemed like he was upset that PBS is no longer on the air for him to have them taken off the air, is what it seems to be. You should be. have been like, oh, wait, are like, you he him? He needed his are battle. You? No, fight. you should have gave it to him. You should have been like, are you him? You're the guy who did it. You're the guy who did it. You took us off the air. That's right. I am <laughs> that guy who did it. Made us, you could have made his whole life squeezer. Yeah, I'm like, well, well, thank you, sir, because now um, I have to go on government assistance because yeah. you took food out of my children's can you, mouth. Can you please open up your wallet and give me anything right now, sir? <laughs> please, 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 and thank you. Bully that order, sir. Belay that order, I believe. That's his, I don't know Ron Swansonisms off the top of my head. Uh, yes. Bully for you, son, and belay that order. Bu- <laughs> All right, my next thankful thing. Sup? Come on, put the top up. It's November. <laughs> I feel alive, Jerry. Let's check out the glove box. Uh, pencil. Hey, you don't think... Sure, that's John Voight's pencil. <laughs> John Voight's teeth marks. <laughs> Owner's manual. You know what? This car was owned by John Boyd. Ah, you see? I told you. Except John is spelled with an H. <laughs> J-O-H-N. Don't. Doesn't John Boyd spell his name J-O-N? So what do you say? Nothing. I'm sure John <laughs> probably misspelled his own name. I know sometimes I spell Jerry with a G. <laughs> And then I. <laughs> get out of the car! That's right, you hired me. Get out! You are ruining this whole experience for me. Oh look, there's Gregory Peck's bicycle. Get out! <laughs> Barbara Mandrell skateboard. Get out! So. I, I was like, I want to talk about, I'm like, okay, so I talked about Thanksgiving Day episodes of King of the Hill. I'm like, I I, want to, I haven't really talked much Seinfeld, and for how much of part of my life it was for so many years, it deserves to be talked about more. So I was like, oh, that Thanksgiving Day episode uh, with Tim Watley in the balloons, with the the balloons, because I remember I had a friend who lived, he wasn't like above it, but he lived up on the upper west side where they would stage the balloons squeezer. Huh. So I um, was thinking... I caught that little Yanish in there. 
Yeah, thank you. I was thinking, and I'm like, oh, which episode was that? I was like, oh, that's the John Voight's car. And this is what I do with every Seinfeld, because like someone will be like that. I'm like, oh, that was that episode that had this plotline. This is, I was like, that's the John Voight's car. I'm like, oh, but that was the mom and pop store, which notoriously featured the bus from Bieber Bus, which is now the defunct local bus station. And that was our, our tie to Seinfeld for all those years. Aw. Jerry and Kramer... Midnight Cowboy style, take a Bieber bus to go find his sneakers from the mom and pop store that stole them. Because um, uh, Kramer's having to nosebleeds. But it features the first time ever of of, of John, uh, I'm sorry, um, Tim Watley, the dentist, played by the dad from Malcolm in the Middle, who you might also know as the crazy meth guy. Yeah. Um, his name's escaping me right now. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston, yes. I loved him as the dad and Malcolm in the Middle. He was hysterical. I never really watched the meth show, Breaking Bad. I uh, everyone tells me I have to watch it and I started it I think three different times. Yeah, it's tough to start. Tough start. And and I like I'm like, okay, I got other things. But I will rewatch Malcolm in the Middle gladly because he's great in that. He yeah. is fun and this was his first ever appearance as Tim Watley. I didn't realize that. He's great as Tim. <laughs> The dentist, Dr. Tim Watley, um, it's a Thanksgiving Eve party, and um, Elaine is listening to Big Band, and she's working for Mr. Pitt, and Mr. Pitt always wanted to hold the Woody Woodpecker balloon, so she guessed the song, and um, chaos ensues, but the John Voight car was a hysterical uh, bit of Seinfeld-ism that lasted throughout the sixth season. you know, whenever he could mention that he was George was driving John Voight's '89 LeBaron, <laughs> and it's a Thanksgiving episode of Seinfeld, though. Hmm. And uh, classic, classic jokes abound. Um, Kramer and uh, uh, George are at Tim Watley's party, and they have their head out the window looking They're like, "What? What's with Wood Woody Woodpecker? Is he some sort of instigator?" And Kramer's and <laughs> like, yeah, he's a troublemaker. And then um, Jerry, when he's trying, he, he slips in his cowboy boots. I don't want to be a cowboy because Kramer obviously gives all sneakers to get cobbled or whatever by the mom and pop store and they steal them. And he hurts his tooth. So he goes to the party, even though he's not invited, looking for a dentist. And he knocks over Elaine's Empire State Building Award, which pops the Woody Woodpecker. And Tim Motley goes, who invited you anyway? You're always a you're a troublemaker. And Jerry goes, ha 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 <laughs> <laughs> Classic Seinfeld. Um, six seasons, probably one of the best seasons ever. Uh, it's got the switch. When he try, Jerry tries to switch roommates with a threesome, she's into it. You're kidding me! I always thought it was a great line. Do you ever get down on your knees? And thank God you know me and have access to my dementia. I wonder the same thing about you, too. Do you, What's that? Do you ever get down on your knees and thank God you know me and have access to my dementia? <laughs> <laughs> no? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, Johnny. <laughs> ah, ah. All right, here's the next thing you're thankful for. Wait a minute. 
There's something bothering me about this place. I know! This lesbian bar doesn't have a fire exit! Enjoy your death trap, ladies! What was her problem? Greetings, good man. Might I trouble you for a drink? Oh, get out of here, Homer. Homer? Who is Homer? My name is Guy Incognito. <laughs> oh, my God. This man is my exact double. That dog has a puffy tail. Here, Puff. Here, Puff. <laughs> that, uh... Here puff, here puff was one of the many wave sounds that was built in my computer when random things happened hmm. back in the 90s. Uh, it was basically the Simpsons machine. <clears throat> my mom hated it. Uh, but I want to talk home bars. And I figured that was the perfect place to get my obligatory Simpson clip in. Obligatory? Jesus. Obligatory? Um, no, no, I meant obligatory. Oh, yeah, okay. Look Sorry to look it up. Um,. And uh, it was one of those things that always existed in my childhood. Um, my great uncle, they had one in their house. My uncle had one in their house. My grandparents had one in their house. And it wasn't just like a, a simple bar. Like they had it fully decked out, stocked. Um, but my grandparents, my great uncle, you know, they're older. They put them in maybe uh, late 60s, early 70s. Like the kids get out of the house and it's like, all right. We're putting a bar in. We got the pool table. <clears throat> My grandfather had like two big TVs built. He actually built a faux wall out so that the TVs could be flush to the wall, mm. even though they're like massive, like three foot deep CRTs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And then he had a rack system built in. And there was a door. You open up like this slatted door to walk in the back, and he had a patch bay behind his TVs. <laughs> it was impressive. Um, and then there was the, 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 the pinochle bridge table and all that, and it was a club. Um, but, man, was it dated. Like, it was like that orange faux, um, like, the walls were like the, uh, uh, like, the benches in a booth at, like, an old restaurant. Like, that, that like, uh, riveted style, like, faux vinyl. Yes. Um, the chairs were like the, these tall boys with like these little plastic bucket seats. There were wine racks built into the wall uh, and everything. There, there's this beautiful like older patina to it that clearly states this was from like 1970. Mm, okay. And as a kid, I, you never saw it in action. It sat in a collected dust. At this point, you're like, all right, they partied their days out. Now they're grandparents. Uh, we could play behind there and hide and seek, whatever. But on Thanksgiving, the pool table got covered up. The plywood went down, and then the tablecloths went over it, and we'd all sit around the pool table and eat. And this was like a big, oversized one, like not your standard pool hall, pool hall billiard table. This was a big-ass thing was made of concrete. Like, it had concrete legs, giant concrete slab, giant slate on top. It was big. And it fit probably, like, 20 of us around this pool table. But it was on Thanksgiving, the bar would open up. 
Like, they would actually, you would, like, clean it up, set it up, and for one day, it was, like, a functioning bar. And it was so cool because I've seen people go to the bar. I've seen Cheers. And I knew my dad liked to go to the bar, so I only assumed it was just a fun, cool place to hang out. And you would just go there, and I would sit in one of those stools, and I would order from my grandfather, like, at the bar, order my own little, like, Shirley Temple, uh, and sit at the bar and uh, have a drink with my dad my uncle, you know, hanging out. Uh, and only, only on Thanksgiving. What would you drink? Shirley Temples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would drink, my grandparents had one too. Uh, it was in their basement, and uh, they had those New York seltzers. That's what I would always drink. Ah. No, I, I soda, but yeah, back when has sugar had to be every and everything, including seltzer. <laughs> yeah, including seltzer. Yeah. Uh, I can't dr- occasionally like I, I, I come across those, and someone's like, "Here, have a seltzer," and like your eyes roll back in my head. I'm like, because you're not expecting any of it. I'm like, oh, just a a slight chemical based infused flavor, which I still don't know what a natural flavor is, but. uh Yeah, a little bit of sugar goes a long way. Sure does. But yeah, uh, that that was to me like a very Thanksgiving thing. I remember it, hanging out at the uh, '70s bar in the basement. It was like it was a time machine. It really yeah. was. My uh, great uncle's house. They had like this plush, like carpet on the walls and like all over the place, like shag carpet, and then. You know, like in the basement, you have those poles, like the uh, the beams, the support poles that hold mm-hmm. up parts of your basement. Mm-hmm. Um, they had in the round built benches around each one, like a nightclub, nice or or a seedy gentleman's facility, right? Um, and it was ah, oh God, it was it was it was awesome. If it, if it was just a nice, cool bar. Some nice clean lines, just a place to sit. It wouldn't have nearly the impact of it being that retro 70s vibe to it. Right. That nightclub feel, that that uh, Miami Vice kind of... Like, you could tell, they, they saw Miami Vice. They went down to the islands for vacation one year and came back and like, oh, this is what we need to do. Giddy up. I'm sure there was a little uh don't don't okay going on don't, there. Please please don't. No. Hey little Derek. Let's do some oh, Shirley that. Temples. <laughs> uh let's see. I mean he was a salesman. <laughs> I mean you don't go to Miami and come back with only fucking decorating tips. <laughs> a little bit of that. White powder squeezer. I yes, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Cocaine is I what can, I'm talking about. I I can, I can drugs. I, I can see my grandfather doing a line of blow and then selling a bunch of Walkmans. These things are fucking great. All right, here's what I'm thankful for in my third pick. 
job would be great if it wasn't for the customer. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? You should hear the barrage of stupid questions I get. What do you mean there's noise? You mean I gotta drink this coffee hot? Miramax Films is proud to present an outrageous new look at the over-the-counter culture. You think anybody can see us down here? All right, you wanna have sex or something? Can we? Twists. Just because they serve you doesn't mean they like you. You hate people, but I love gatherings. Isn't it ironic? Rated off. <laughs> now playing at Select Theatre. Ah, uh, Clerks. I've talked before about Kevin Smith's Mallrats as something I'm thankful for. Clerks is one of my top five favorite movies of all time. And Kevin just finished filming. He wrapped over the summer 99% of the third, the sequel, the third movie, Squeezer. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know anything about the plot of the third movie? No. It's based around him having a heart attack. So I believe Randall has a heart attack. Oh, okay. And oh, the, it's, it's, it, uh, so it's, uh, you know, movie taken uh, cues from real life kind of thing. As was Clerks. Clerks 2, I think, was the only one that kind of didn't. Clerks, he was Dante. He wanted to be Randall. Um, mm-hmm. He wasn't Randall. Uh uh, the guy who plays Steve Dave is um, why the fuck can't I remember his name? I, the older I get, squeeze the worse I be remembering people's <laughs> names. I know him too. Uh, Johnson, Brian Johnson, Brian Johnson, Brian Johnson worked with Kevin at Clerks. I'm sorry, at Quick Stop as Clerks, and he was the Randall, the the proto Randall, and Kevin was the proto Dante. Um. In real life. And now, uh, I guess Randall has a heart attack and wants to film a movie based on their job at the convenience store. So they kind of film Clerks in in the movie Clerks. So it's pretty... I'm excited for it. I don't, I don't, like, yeah. I don't like anything Kevin does. Cheesy and shitty as some, uh, Jan Samba re- reboot is, I loved every second of it. <laughs> um, but I love Clerks. If you've never seen... The original Kevin Smith trilogy of Clerks, Mall Rats, and Chasing Amy. Uh, sir, madam, do yourself a favor and watch those movies. Even check out Dogma and Strug Back. But if you don't have time, focus on the first three. Especially Clerks. I, See Clerks. Well, I, I like Dogma. It's, it's, it's not silly. considered one of the original trilo- the Jersey trilogy. I know, but it's still like... I love Dogma. Are you kidding me? I, fucking, yeah. I was there in yeah. Pittsburgh when they were filming the airport scene. Actually, I don't even know. I Clerks. I watched Clerks not that long ago, actually. Just by like, I just was on. It was on in the lunchroom. No, I was at home. Well, it like must it must be on rotation time. on one of the movie channels because it was on in the lunchroom not too long ago. Oh, okay, that's probably inappropriate. I always go in and change it back to our channel, but I I I make sure to do that myself. Just uh. But uh, Clerks. Uh, not, I, know, I guess when he holds up the porno mag, it's inappropriate. But generally, it's just foul language. <laughs> foul language and, and reference to Wonderful things. Wonderful foul know. language, yeah. Dead. Sex with dead kind of. Sex with dead guys, yeah. Snowball. Can we play uh, street hockey on the roof? Mm, they had to reinforce the third floor squeezer when they moved up there. You walked on the second floor. Do you trust yourself on the roof? I've been up there. You trust yourself running around on the roof? Oh, is that a fat joke? No, I wouldn't run around on the roof. 
I'm always worried when I'm on the second floor, I'm going to fall through into your office. <laughs> oh, and that's why you keep all that heavy metal shit right above my head. <laughs> yes. Thanks. Um, but yeah, Clerks, great movie. Great director. Great picture to watch over Thanksgiving. If you're looking for a movie ma- marathon to have that's not forced down your throat, like James Bond and Rocky, give yourself. I'm surprised you didn't have a, a Rocky picture pick. I I went because I went through and listened to all of our old shows. And I always talk Rocky, yeah. All, all but one of them, yeah. You had uh, you talked a little Rocky. Yeah, I, I went I went a different direction this one. That's all right, Squeezer. You are thankful, and your next pick for this one. That I am. Hello, friends. What's on the menu this Thanksgiving, you say? Well, turkey, of course. The rule, the rule. Don't bother with new recipes. You want a wild turkey surprise coming up? It can only be turkey. Well, what are you gawking at? You. Not me. I'm a duck. A duck. It's Cartoon Network's Thanksgiving special. Tonight at 7 on Cartoon Network. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Sheesh. Sheesh. Uh, I'm not necessarily talking just the Looney Tunes one. This is a vague, overarching thankfulness of... I didn't want to pick one episode in particular and then just go down that MacGyver rabbit hole. Um, But when it comes to holiday specials, and there's plenty like Christmas ones and stuff, the Thanksgiving holiday special, sitcoms in particular, in their series, always has that... I don't know. Makes it feel like a true holiday special. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it's because they always follow the exact same premise. That something sad happens and there are a bunch of poor people. And in the end, they let them in and give them some food. For the most part. Or. It's always a given. Or it could be Seinfeld and you've accidentally buy John Boyd's car and it's John <laughs> or Boyd it could be Seinfeld yeah or it could be starring Marvin and you ship him back um but yeah they're, they're, the, the rambling list I can go down of uh Thanksgiving episodes um but it, for me it was more about there there were shows that did like the one-offs and stuff but it was the ones that always kind of returned and had like you knew you were gonna get a Thanksgiving episode like each season, um, Home Improvement was one. They had what five things? Seasons three, four, six, seven, and eight. And you got different Thanksgiving episodes, and it always had like the warm, cozy, feel-good lesson at the end. Um, Friends, over the top. Uh, they, I never watched. Always Friends. had like a Thanksgiving episode. Um, I know, but still. Uh, Cheers had a couple. Boy Meets World had two. But um, uh, who else was known for Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, uh, famous for her Halloween specials, with a very special guest uh, performing on it. One uh, Johnny Cash makes an appearance and sings them a song while her and Sully uh, sit there uh, in the darkness of their home uh, on the plains and just you know, take in... Uh, the man in black who talks a song to them. Um, you had plenty of animated ones, um, but 
There was one show. It was a one-off. But it was kind of a Thanksgiving episode that you can be thankful for. And it was MacGyver. Oh, no. Season four of MacGyver. You have this episode. I didn't even tell you it was a MacGyverism until I... Uh, Season four, episode three, The Outsiders. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but MacGyver's in an accident in the middle of nowhere. And a nice Amish family takes him in and rehabilitates him. Uh, Unfortunately for that Amish family, um, there are some contractors that want their land. And because there is no legal precedent or court system or anything, they're just a bunch of bad guys that are going to kick these people out because, you know, laws don't exist, I guess. Um, And MacGyver helps them and saves the day. uh, Really, um, what was that movie? The Witness? You ever seen The Witness? Yeah. Harrison Ford? Shot down in Lancaster, yeah. Yeah. It's that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna MacGyver you a whole episode. Um, it, it's that it's the witness with MacGyver, hmm. um, and I I'm not gonna go uh, too far with uh, why it's a Thanksgiving episode. It's because I guess they're Amish. It's like someone like it has nothing to do with Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. um, really. But it it's it. Released November 28th of 1988. And it had people wearing uh, hats. And like hard shoes. And they kind of look like pilgrims. So because of that, let's make it a Thanksgiving episode. Let's throw some Amish out there. Crazy English. Crazy, crazy English. Um, But yeah, I, I always look forward to this year. The season, I already have a list of when... And also, you kind of like, the Thanksgiving episodes kind of drop all at once. You get them in and out. You get your one-offs. But then it kind of opens up the door to your Christmas specials. And the Christmas specials are even starting before. Like, uh, or even, well, Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving already aired on PBS last Sunday. You can still watch it if you got that Apple TV shit. Which I do appreciate that they are kind enough to let it air once. Um, but, like, the Rudolphs and the Frosties are already airing on broadcast TV. Um, and they kind of now take over, like, for the entire rest of the month, you know, spread on out. But, like, it's almost like they just kind of drop those early, knowing that parents are just going to DVR them now uh, and play them back ad nauseum for the rest of the month, which I'm going to do. Uh, but there, there's that short window. That one week of uh, Thanksgiving specials that drop every year. And I don't know. It just gets me in the season. Oh, I'm ready to go. It's a season I mean, they're, that they're... lasts like a few days. It's not a long season, but I like to appreciate the season while it's here. The, the Thanksgiving season? Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 it's like it's not even a full week. It's like four days. All right. Because that, that Saturday, Saturday is officially the Christmas season. Like, or technically, I guess technically Black Friday, Friday is, is the Friday, Christmas season. Friday's that split. A lot um, of people will argue, Squeezer, that Thanksgiving is the start of the Christmas season. That's when people well, start it playing. Well, sure Christmas. as hell is now because everything's open now. It used to. Well, uh, not everything. Uh, Target announced officially they will never be opening up on Thanksgiving again. Good for them. Bravo. Uh, I disagree. 
No, people stay home. I know, but uh, at the same time, I'm people working. are, uh, I kind of want to work. I'm working. I want the overtime. Everyone, if you're watching sports all day, what do you think those people are doing? Well, yeah. NFL but games, NBA games. Yeah, you're getting paid. Stop bitching. <laughs> exactly. So why can't Target stay open? Because you chose to work in this business and knew you knew what you were getting into from day one. Mm, your argument doesn't hold up, but no, it does. People working at Target don't want to necessarily work at Target, and they just have to work sometimes. Hey, there's a no button. There is a no Sitting. button. You're not working. Yeah, I know. I used it. Yeah. So what? What are you saying? You can put no. I want to work. I like working. I know. I want to work too, but I have to be with my family. I mean, I want to be with my family. Uh, I mean, I'm done. I, I do like. I do like working that game. I'm done at two thirty. It's not like. Uh, oh, I know. Not like it's all day and all night. I'll be home and there'll be plenty of time to eat I, I, I like a pig that. and drink that. like crazy. But my, my, my family, you see, my family eats like Thanksgiving at like one o'clock. Oh. We have like a lunch giving. Okay. I can't do that. And work. Yeah. Or you yeah. could do I mean, that and then the go day, work now, at Target. Now that, I got, now that I got kids, I just want to spend time with them. Have to spend time with them. Want to spend? Want to spend. Yes. Want to spend. I want to spend time with them. Okay. Um, let's move on to my fourth pick. Will you be the one to witness the birth of the incredible Nintendo Entertainment System? The one to play with Rob, the extraordinary video robot, batteries not included. He helps you tackle even the toughest challenge. Will you be the first to raise the incredibly accurate Zapper and play games like Duck Hunt or action-packed Hogan's Alley and high-flying Kung Fu, each sold separately? Will you be the one to experience the Nintendo Entertainment System? Comes with Rob, Zapper, Control Deck, two controllers, Gyromite, and Duck Hunt. So Rob the Robot for Nintendo was a thing, but wasn't a thing for people like you and me, Squeezer. When we got in our Nintendos, Rob the Robot didn't fucking exist. No. We How got, big was that box, by the way? I, I, I'd never seen it, but we I'm sure it was assemb assembled. You have to assemble it. So um, in 1985, uh, they released Rob in North America, and it only had two games, Gyromite and Stack Up. And it was Nintendo of America's trick to getting toy stores to sell the nintendo because after the video game crash from atari they didn't want to sell video games and they weren't giving any space to video games but like this is a toy look at this robot uh they called it a successful trojan horse marketing squeezer ah this I, as a fan of history i am aware of that reference right now see folks Back in there, there's a story theologically speaking. But okay, okay, shut it down, exist. shut it down. I'll kill his mic. Um, so <laughs> we got our Nintendo in the wide release in '89. My cousins, however, had it ahead of time because my they're older, and my uncle is very wealthy, so they got theirs uh, in like '86 or something, '85, and they got the Rob the Robot set. So we go over there for Thanksgiving and. We'd, we'd go down and ruin my uncle's expensive pool table, ruin the belt on it. Mm -hmm. You know, just play around in the basement and break things and be annoying. 
And eventually, like, my uncle would be like, get out the Nintendo and let them play video games. And they have this Rob the Robot. But my cousin never wanted to set it up with me. So one night, Chris and I decided to set it up our own. We could not figure out Gyromite for the <laughs> fucking life of us. It was near impossible. But going over to my uncle's house and having uh, Nintendo. Wait, this, is, this is the one with the um, uh, zebra ashtray hoofs. Yes, that's my uncle. He has. I went. I listened to all the old shows, and you were talking about uh, uh, zebra ashtrays. Yeah. So he <laughs> don't come at me for this. I didn't go big game hunting in Africa. He went big game Africa hunting in Africa, and just like the Native American, he used every part of the buffalo. He had zebra pelts. He had zebra hoof ashtrays. He had a giant caribou head as you went into the basement. The squeezer, this thing's the size of, of like, MU3. Jeez. I can drive it. Yeah, the caribou. The thing is massive. And that, like, that like looked into the basement as you went down. He had a couple other taxidermy things in his house, but the zebra hoof ashtrays were always interesting. Family smoking. I, I, I was laughing as. Uh, yeah, that was a true thing. <laughs> I'm though. reliving this. Yeah. It wasn't uh, anything I made up there, kids. That was real. But they had um, they had the Nintendo, and then we'd go down and play it. And they did, they had Rad Racer, then like Mario. They didn't have many games, and I like the idea of bringing games to play there was like, no, you're not taking games to your uncle's house to play Nintendo there. Like, just shut up. <laughs> Eventually, Game Boy came out, and we were allowed to bring our Game Boy. But, you know, generally, we just were had to shut up. And once my parents got, you know, distracted enough, we could sneak out and go try to play Nintendo and, and play and set up Rob and, and figure out how stacking these colored discs played the video game. I am still confused over the whole... Like, I know what he is, but yeah, I've never we seen... We set it up, and we tried to get it working. Squeezer, I couldn't tell you if we ever actually did get it playing. Honest to God. <laughs> uh, he had a gray zapper, too. That also confused the shit out of me. I was like, the zapper Ooh. is orange. Um, But yeah, no one... The, the zapper and the rob were just accessories, like they said, Trojan horse. It was meant to get people to buy it, and then once they got it, they never touched them again. Like how often did you load up Duck Hunt to play Duck Hunt? Um, I guess just for the sake of it. Yeah, not re- it's not like you're you're loading up to play it and No. Rob the Robot has uh cameos in Star Tropics for NES, F Zero G six, WarioWare series, and Legend of Zelda Mahora's Mask. He's also apparently in the Star Fox series. He's unlockable in Mario Kart DS, Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo DS and Wii U, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and um, he has a, apparently an amiibo figure. So they 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 don't completely forget about old Rob. He looks kind of like Wally too. He's like a precursor to Wally. All right, uh, Rob at my uncle's house. The robot. Something I was thankful for as a kid on Thanksgiving. Your last pick, handsome. Here we go. Oh, we're there already? We're there. Almost two hours into the show. We better be there. 
Nope, not your fourth last pick. Here it is. Here's your last pick. The Kmart Blue Lights will be up early this Friday because Kmart will be open early at 5 a.m. for our six-hour store-wide event. Come in at 5 a.m. and save on this personal CD player or these white Westinghouse home appliances. <laughs> You'll even save $300 on this diamond bracelet or pendant necklace. So come in early at 5 a.m. for Kmart's six-hour store-wide event because at Kmart, low prices are our gift to you. Oh. And what are we talking about here? Oh, no, your 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 genuine Black Friday deals. Deals and are... what it used to be. Uh mm. just the whole the process. Um it Black used Friday to be thing, even now it just is, I know it exists, but and, is it like Black Friday sales I feel start Black Friday sales started a month ago for what they call it. Yeah, it's it it's it's meaningless now. It's like it, it lost this all. thing's five hundred dollars, this thing's five hundred dollars, this thing's five hundred dollars, Black Friday, eight hundred dollars, marked down to five hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's like the Coles thing. It's like, oh, you got a pair of shorts. You saved two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh my god, thank you. Look, honey, I saved money today. Um uh, it, it used to be a thing, yeah. Now the the day itself is kind of meaningless, and um, I mean, I don't even have to go anywhere to buy anything anymore. But there was a time where it, it was I wasn't always involved in my mom and my sister did it. my wife and her mom do it there, and it's still like they still like the process. It's the night before kind of thing, the plotting, the planning. Um, and then the going out early and just making a day of and knowing that it's going to suck. No, If you go out there thinking you're going to get the best deals and you're one of those people busting down the door to a Walmart and trampling people and getting into fights, like, dude, just chill. They call uh, them door busters years. for a reason, Squeezer. I worked two Black Fridays at KB. One, I came in in a relief appearance. My second Black Friday, when I was a seasoned vet, they had me open up, and by God, was it a show! Yeah. I also I only... worked. I worked one at Toys R Us. Did you relieve or did you open? I opened. Um, but I was stationed in Baby, so I kind of just, I. <laughs> it was kind of like being uh, like being in the trenches, but all the way in the back. Like you hear the shell fire. They're screaming. You hear the guns blazing, and it's just uh, event. One time, at some point, like someone comes stumbling by, covered in blood, with like one arm, like going back to the break room, and you're just like, "What's it like out there?" It's like I can't imagine. Like it's just horror. I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna hang out with my baby seats." Yeah, um, I got. I was in the baby department. It sucked. I was working the register because there was no one faster on the register than me. So they had me in just for that. I remember they put out, um, I got, I got moved to, <laughs> I got moved to returns on Black Friday. Yeah. KB returns was also the register. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. And it was, so I just stood there because I did absolutely nothing because no one's returning anything on Black Friday. But I remember being at the front of the store and they went out and they put out uh, hot chocolate and coffee and they put out a whole thing of bagels um out front of the store because you know there was that that foyer like the cart foyer at toys r us mm -hmm. um so they went and they put this nice spread out for everyone waiting in line help yourself and these people were throwing a fit 
because they didn't have cream cheese for their bagels. My God. At that point, I decided at, uh, what was I, 17? 16, 17? I hated humanity. Oh, I love Black Friday at KB. I loved it. Oh, I worked it was all fun, day and had fun. It, it was like it was... the quickest day of my life, man. Holy shit. I was just ringing people up. Whew, that was a fun day. We moved but so much stuff that, that day. They getting cream cheese on their free bagels. Yeah, we didn't have any of those issues. We were in the mall. We left nothing up. We had a gate. We raised the gate, and the people stormed the store, <laughs> which, ba- which had about three cubic feet of walking space because we loaded up with merchandise at every single section of the store. So you couldn't go anywhere. Ah. Just came in buying shit. And crazy. Uh, I only went to one doorbuster. It was actually with Dudish. Uh, yeah. And Hermie, I don't know if you ever heard the story. We went to, it was Dudish, Hermie, and other people came too. I'm surprised. I don't think you were working with us at the time. Uh, I wasn't there from, oh, wow, it's been two hours. My heater just kicked off. No shit. Was it, oh, um, were you there in 05, 06? Yeah, you were there in I, 06. Yeah, I left in 07. I left in 07. I came back in 2000. Like, yeah, you you were there. I don't know why you didn't come with us because I was still at – I wasn't at Birch Avenue yet. Mm. Like if it was 06, it, uh, it was, it was 07, we were drinking hard. It was 05 we or 06. Buddies. Yeah, and Dudish, Hermie, me, we went to, to down, down Route 100 or something to, to Comp World USA. Exton ish, like that far down. Maybe I can't even remember. It might have been Montgomeryville, three hundred nine. Okay, because I mean, if you're going down one hundred, there's really nothing until. Like, it might have been Montgomeryville. Like it was okay. a Comp World USA, and we went to get like recordable DVDs and and other shit. It was a bust. We left with local Bucks County with the Raggy. Yeah, it, well, Comp World USA was a national chain. Yeah, but. We're going. We're going semi-local. You want two towns down in a county south. <laughs> but this that was the only time. It was a complete bus. We went there for the midnight opening on like thir- Thanksgiving night. Like the dudeish and Hermie came to my house. I fucking you gotta ask him tomorrow who else came with us. I swore more people came. Maybe Robert. Hmm. I don't know. It was a complete bust. We, Hermie and I. Bought... I wonder. Oh, you know what? What? When did? Because this is kind of what I'm talking about. Two thousand. It maybe if it was two thousand five. Yeah. I might have been on my own because no, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have gotten it that early, or did I? because uh, my big thing was I only went out early once to get a deal. And that was for an Xbox 360, and I went to Circuit City. Xbox 360 wasn't out yet, I don't think. Okay, so well, that was yeah, it wasn't out 2005. yet. 2005. It was probably it might have been 2006 that I was out when I did that. Yeah, I don't know why you didn't invite me to be your friend. Huh. I had the Cobalt, which was an 05, and we took it down. Oh, but I just got. I remember it. that. We took it down. They came road with me. And, uh, yeah, we, um, we went down for like recordable DVDs and CDs and it was a complete bust. 
Like everything was like like um, rebates, not actual deals. Yeah. Oh my god, that that was all the the DVD DVD plus DVD minus R is all everything was yeah. <clears throat> the rebates on those. Yeah. Those were always like those flyer like the front page deal like you know free stat a free spindle of uh, so, CDRs. But it was like the fi- like the little tiny like five CD spindles. Yeah. Hermie wound up Hermie and I wound up getting these like little black and white CRT televisions that had like AC adapters for your car. He got one for the short bus. I just bought one because it was five dollars, <laughs> and that was it. That was all we got. <laughs> a complete waste of time. Yeah, I uh, see. I I never looked at it as a waste of time, and I when I would go out, and there was only one year, and that was the year I went to go and get my Xbox, and I got it. Um, uh, hanging out Circuit City. Um, that was the only year I went out like looking for something. Other years I would go out and I would just go and get like a hot chocolate and just wander around like the malls. Oh God, and, never me no. And never and people. just just to hang out and watch, like because when it when you have no purpose, when you are just there existing and observing, it's fun, it's amusing. There's no when there's no stress involved. You're just watching people be monsters, mm. and it's an enjoyable process. Now, I, I I don't suggest you do it this year or next year because I don't know people are a little crazy right now. La- last um, year, I went down. I was driving to Hershey because we were doing football, and I I stopped at like after like six in the morning, and I stopped at like seven at Walmart, and I'm like, why is it so fucking packed? Because I had to get like snacks for the piggies. Yeah, and I'm like, oh fuck, it's Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Um, do you have any more on that? Or? I don't know. I don't even know what I had on that. But we talked. We did. Here's my last pick. This is the big Survivor series, and I believe it's only on one channel, so you're only hearing this on your right side, and I'll try and fix it. The Survivor Series Report. This is what they used to do like to like try and sell you on the pay-per-view. This was the last time... I'll stop this. This is the last time it aired. Uh, so when I got into Survivor... When Survivor Series started... Where's my... It was on. Uh, it was on Thanksgiving night, and by the time I started watching wrestling again, it was Thanksgiving Eve. So for me, I love that Thanksgiving Eve tradition. The night before Thanksgiving, my mom's getting everything ready. I'm downstairs watching Survivor Series. '94 was the last time they did that. Then they started doing it on a Sunday before, like last Sunday was um, Survivor Series. Yeah, I, I don't know who's in WWF and who wrestled or whatnot. I didn't see it. But um, it's always uh, teams of five strive to survive. Ah! <laughs> um, and it was a gimmick to like compete with uh, NWA's whatever the fuck they were running. They tried to run a pay per view on Thanksgiving. Uh, the f- show started with Bob Holly versus Quang, who was uh, Javi- uh, Savio Vega in a mask, and then 
The bad guys. This was after Razor Ramon went. This is full fucking new uh, generation squeezer. <laughs> the bad guys. One, two, three, kid. British Bulldog. Fat Two. Razor Ramon and a Sayon, um, who was uh, the barbarian, uh, defeated the Teamsters. Diesel, Jeff Jarrett, Jim Neinhart, Owen Hart, and Shawn Michaels. Damn. Yeah, a lot of fucking talent in that ring. It's a lot of name there. Yeah. You've got uh, one, two, three kid, British Bulldog, fucking fat two. I mean, uh, Rikishi would go on to be Rikishi. was a head shrinker, cousin of the rock. Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, the Barbarian. Often Lou Albano were in the corners. Diesel, it was Kevin Nash, Jeff Jarrett. Jim Neinhart, Owen Hart, and Shawn Michaels all in a ring. Five on five. Struggle to survive. <laughs> the next match was great, and I'll always remember this. The Royal Family, which was Jerry Lawler and three little people, cheesy, queasy, and sleazy, all dressed like King La- Jerry, versus Clowns R Us, which was Doink the Clown, Dink, Pink, and Wink. Uh, which, you know, Dink, Doink, and Donk, were, which we gave little Dave and his brothers when they came to work for us. Remember? That's true. That we yeah. yeah. That dink doink. Dank. Dank. Yeah. We got the names wrong. It was Dink, Doink, Pink, and Wink, the clown. So it was Doink and three little people clowns. And it was a four on four Survivor Series elimination match. Then it was Bob Backlund with Owen Hart defeated Bret Hart with the British Bulldog in a submission match uh to win the WWF championship. But yes, Bob Backlund. That old raggedy piece of shit walked out of this fucking pay-per-view with as the WWF champion. Uh, then finally, the million-dollar team, which was Bam Bam Bigelow, Jimmy Del Rey, King Kong Bundy, Tatanka, and Tom Pritchard, uh, with Jim Cornette and Tibiasi in their corner versus Guts and Glory, which was Adam Bomb, Bart Gunn, Billy Gunn, Lex Luger, and Mabel with Oscar. And that was a five-on-five. Strive to survive. And then finally, the main event with Chuck Norris as the special outside enforcer <laughs> was The Undertaker with Paul Bear versus uh, Yoko Zuna, Jim Cornette, and Mr. Fuji. Uh, if you're wondering, Razor Ramon was the sole survivor in the first match. Uh, Cheesy, Jerry Lawler, Sleazy, and Queasy all were a clean sweep on the, the Clowns Are Us. And Bam Bam and King Kong Bundy were the survivors of the last survivor match but they didn't do that group match at the end like they used to do hmm. uh this was a fun time in uh wrestling in 1994 uh, at least i thought it fucking was um you got bret hart you got undertaker you you got razor ramon diesel sean michaels yokozuna you got a lot of good fucking talent and some of my all-time favorites lex luger yeah we could all agree he sucked. But um, <laughs> then the next day they would be on. We talked about it on the past show. They would be on the float in the 94 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. The new generation float. With that song. You know. But I thought it was great that they had Chuck Norris. He was that big of a name. This was before Chuck Norris was like ironically funny from his memes. Yeah, now that he was just he was legit like ninety four, uh, Walker Texas Walker Ranger Texas Ranger swing. baby, oh yeah. Um, 
Oh yeah, now that's uh that wasn't on USA yet, was it? It was it, still CBS. Was it CBS or NBC? I just remember it always being on USA, but that was I think Hold on, I'm just catching up on the No disassemble. I'm oh, thankful for it always aired on CBS, huh? Yeah. Uh, oh. It was on USA then. Yeah. Maddie Marks. I, I think they started, they syndicated it like after season one. Yeah. Happy early Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for Arcane Squeezer taking time out of the personal lives to bring us the Radiators podcast. Thank you guys. You rock. Thank you, sir. Ish wants you to do a Trump impression with his You See Folks story. Oh, and I started going off about. Uh... <laughs> You see, folks, a lot of squeezers don't know. You see, folks, people tell me, and this is probably true, I don't know, squeezers over there, and he's a loser with fake news media lying about Black Friday deals. A lot of people told me, there's no deals. There's No, no one makes deals like I do, not even Black Friday. <laughs> Oh, Mr. President, I'd like to tell you, don't you know, if I was selling my pillows on Black Friday, they wouldn't even be a better deal than you. Oh, my God, you're still the president. I don't know why these people don't know it. <laughs> Love my pillow guy. Thank you, my pillow guy. You're a sweet friend. He's selling my pillows to everybody. Not a great deal. Not like a deal I'd sell you, but still, they're all right. It's okay. Wish I get them all out. Someone won all the impressions. <laughs> I haven't done Trump in a, in a bit. Listen, Donald, he's talking about deals. And Michelle, Malia, Sasha, the girls, they told me that the pillow, the my pillow guy, I guess that's what he's called. That's what they tell me he's called. It's not good pillow. I laid it. I didn't like it. And for Americans, the best pillow is the pillow you already have. The pillow in your bed. pillow you lay in every night before you go to bed. <laughs> my bomb is not bad. <laughs> in my head, it's not No, bad. no, no. No, it works. Yeah, it's... I have his cadence down. Yeah. That's all you really need. That's all you need. That's it. That's that's ten things we are thankful for. Uh, of course, I'm always thankful for Enchantress. She wanted me to put her as one of my picks, and I said these are retro things we're thankful for. And she said, "I'm more retro than you, motherfucker." Ouch! Burn. Nice. Well, I think she meant age. <laughs> Ouch. Ooh, She's no. a year older. No, no. You're you're supposed to say no. You're not. She is a spring chicken. Mrs. Squeezer uh, turns 29 this year. Mrs. Squeezer turns 29 this year? You yep. A cradle robber, you. Yep, for the last uh, 11 years. Oh, boy. <laughs> You're lucky she doesn't listen. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, I think she isn't. Uh, yeah. It's, the more we curse, the less she can listen because, you know, she's always around the kids. Aha. So uh -huh. Fuck. Aha. Uh -huh. All right, that's I'm it. Not a good influence on my children. I want you use all to eat plenty of turkeys and plenty of stuffings and all the trimmings, 
and listen to this show multiple times on YouTube and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make it past Joe Rogan and Always Sunny Podcast as the number one podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we know that won't happen. But All right. So what's 10 times whatever we need to get to? I mean, you're, you're talking on, in guys. The, the thousands of times, Squeezer. All right. Ish, get on it. Ish, come on, Start buddy. Start listening now. Start listening. Now you're there. Get everyone you know to listen a thousand times, and and then everyone they know to listen a million times, and we'll get and, there. And you got a phone, right? You got a computer, right? right. So that's two right you there. You kids are you all on your Facebook, not watching the duel. Yeah. Yeah, the last thing you could do instead of pissing Ridley Scott off it off is tell uh tell your friends on Facebook to listen to the Rad Years podcast. <laughs> uh, I didn't lose my voice. Doing Roger Rabbit saves my voice. Deathaga? Deathaga! I'm gonna stuff your turkey with my furry rabbit cock! <laughs> I'm gonna be basting you with my rabbit jizz! Holy <laughs> shit, I know who Roger Rabbit is. I know who she is. Who? I know who he is. What, the lunch lady? It's the same person. What, the lunch lady? <laughs> Roger Rabbit and the lunch lady are the same person. Roger Rabbit thinks higher with a lisp. Lunch lady's it's more the like... Same she's down here, Squeezer. It's, it's the same. She, she calls in on the phone. She's like... <laughs> oh, Squeezer. Uh, if, if you're not making anything for Thanksgiving, you could always make me take that turkey baster and drizzle gravy all over me and do whatever else you want with it. Or use your own personal baster just to check my temperature, if you know what uh, I mean. When this bird pops, she's ready for you. Did I get too gross? Did I go too far? It's the holidays. Leave me alone. <laughs> I gotta start the damn theme music over. I've talked too long. He's doing too many bad impressions and just wasn't me. I wasn't even gonna come on this show. My goodness. I had no material ready. I can't even talk. (laughs) Hold on. Roger wants to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) Squeezer! Why are you not trying to... Taking a chance with the lunch lady. Wait, wait, I I thought Robert was with uh, Robert. I thought Roger was with the lunch lady. Shouldn't he be on the phone? I'm a swinger. I'm not with the lunch lady. I'll stick my wet rabbit nose right up her asshole. Uh, <laughs> Roger, the lunch lady, and Jessica. Nah. That's a threesome made in heaven. Uh-huh. Jessica, let me bury my face between those giant cartoon nipples. <laughs> All right, we're going off the rails, but it's Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm thankful that more people listen to this episode than Ooh, yes. I'm being mean. Don't forget <laughs> when and you're I'm making not too, your too mashed too potatoes horny. for the little cup of cream to make it go to the top. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little Thanksgiving advice from Macho Man Randy Savage. First name Macho, last name Man. Read it on the boots, kid. Yeah. Anything else you want? You want uh, Alex Jones to come in and tell you what he's doing for no, Thanksgiving? No, not Alex. Squeezer, listen, listen, everybody. No. Thanksgiving is a holiday made up by the liberal Hollywood pedophile elites to sell turkey that funds their child pedophile. You're ordering a 25-pound turkey. 
off overstock.com, what you're really getting is a 25-pound child that you're going to sell into sexual slavery in China, in Cambodia, for Jeffrey Epstein, who is not dead, living with Hillary Clinton in a three-bedroom apartment in Taiwan right now, everybody. Listen, use the code name Brad for your Thanksgiving deals on all your great beta mailbacks. We use ground-up ancient turkey ghost bones in the latest beta alpha mailbacks spell to get you over the edge of that Thanksgiving hump. It has sage and other Thanksgiving herbs in there to give it that stuffing <laughs> feeling. All right, everybody, I'm just going to say I got to go. I got to run. I got a show to do. Everyone, you have a great Thanksgiving. Squeezer, you can go to hell and rot in hell because you're a Hollywood liberal elitist pig. See you, everybody. I'm I'm going to go and watch the Tiger King sequel. <laughs> Fuck Carol Basket. I was just fucking saying I have not been on your fucking show. Squeezer, if you're going to watch pornography over Thanksgiving, <laughs> would you watch the porns with the big cocks or the small cocks? Uh, the, the big ones, of course. Yeah, well, that means you're gay. <laughs> and all I want to say is, fuck Carol Baskin, that fucking bitch. She fucking killed her goddamn fucking husband and watched season fucking two of the Tiger King. I love Tigers. I'm financially fucking ruined and in fucking prison. But I love Tigers, and my season two of the Tiger King is out on fucking Netflix right now. <laughs> you set me up there, buddy. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Oh, God, we were watching it, and Chantress was pissed because I started doing the voice right away. I had to get out of, like, one fuck Carol Baskin. Yeah. All right, I got to get going. I got to go out quick and clean out the gutters. I got to go climb up a ladder like fucking uh, Terry Funk. <laughs> Squeezer, I wouldn't ever call your mother a whore. She's a nice lady. But when you're gonna come fuck with the Funkster, you're gonna get the barbed wire, you're gonna get the bat, the bombs, the whole shebang. My horse is sick, though, Vince. Your mom's a whore. <coughs> oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, it's dusty down here. <laughs> baby, <laughs> baby, please. Baby, please. The American Dream, Dusty Rose. You're, you're talking about the American holiday, baby. The favorite holiday of the American Dream on the Everman. I make the turkey, the stuffings. All the fictions, yeah, baby. When you're coming to the dream house for Thanksgiving, you're gonna get all oh, the turkey done right. I'll be, I'm not a jive turkey no more, squeezer. I don't be wearing them polka dots no more. I'm the American dream, and I make my turkey with tons of gravy, tons of fictions, and tons of a mess of potatoes, cause that's how the American dream likes it. He likes it as white as his hair. Baby, please have a good Thanksgiving to you and yours. Something, 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 Vince McMahon. Goddamn, pal. <laughs> Last one I'm going to do. You're doing goddamn impressions all night. Goddamn, pal. Use pronouns. Get them right. And goddamn it. You got to do the right impressions. Ah, oh, ha, ha. Teams of five. Strive to survive. The Thanksgiving Day tradition of the Radius Podcast. Ah, oh, yeah. I don't know. I do the crocodile hunter too. <laughs> Watch a wild gazelle walk across the plains. I'm gonna swim down to the bottom of this lake, grab this etchin, and make it bite me. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know what else. All right. I got, he's I, gotta, I gotta go to He's gotta. He's gotta eat turkey. All right, Squeezer. Got any more right, for can me? You si I gotta go. Can you sign off for me? I gotta go.
You, you gotta go? I gotta go to the bathroom. Can you sign off for me? Oh, for, uh... Oh, you want me to do... Oh, <laughs> I'm Squeezer! <laughs> Guys, I love you! Okay, you're okay, but I think my thoughts on Ghostbusters were a little more poignant and on the money. You went a little too high up, uh... Uh, I just don't think that, uh, your slots are gonna really resonate with the fans, and maybe you should have thought about that before you decided to argue with me about it, but nonetheless, this has been a great show. I think it's been a good show, and... <laughs> Wait, when I, the, the one impression I can do is Meatwad, and you turn me into Meatwad. <laughs> Sorry, I'm losing it. I'm, I don't know if I have any more in me. I did, doc I did Dr. Evil already. What are we missing? I did my dad. Oh, uh, guys, uh, have a good Thanksgiving. Oh, you did your dad. Oh, time to wake up. We're going to Uncle uh, Mike today. The time to get the turkey. Up, up. All right, gotta go. I'm going to go down and talk on the ham radio first before we go. All right, I think that's time to sign off then. Uh, uh, for our cave dad, uh, I'm Jeffrey, and you are? Sweeter. Everybody, have a great Thanksgiving, and uh, yep, uh, it's all quiet in the big city. So uh, we'll see you later. We'll